Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is September 25th, 2023. It is Monday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by The Crones Clearing. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is Magic comes from what is inside you, it is part of you. You can't weave together a spell that you don't believe in. By Jim Butcher, The Dresden Files, which I think James Marsters is the voice actor for that audiobook. Correct me if I'm wrong. I tried to uh, read it because he was the voice and I've had a crush on him since I was like 11. Um, However, it's really hard to get me to read fiction. It has to be like perfect or I can't read it. And so I really struggle and I didn't read it. But I'm sure it's great. People love it. So don't take my inability to read it as any any commentary on its quality it means nothing i just prefer nonfiction, and i read a lot of nonfiction. so so what are we drinking today well it's finally time we have finally hit the fall era and we are drinking basic witch pumpkin spice tea embrace your inner basic witch and sip on this tea proudly Premium black tea from Sri Lanka, flavored with pumpkin and zesty spices. Autumn festivities just wouldn't be the same without the comforting, smooth sweetness of spiced pumpkin. And neither would your tea time. Warm, rich, and lingering, cozy aromatics. You can grab it at Sip a Spell. The packaging's so adorable. Uh, check it out. Now, this is a spell. Uh, this is a tea that does double as a spell blend, right? I always try to tell you if one of our teas can double as like herbs you can put in your sachets or when doing candle spells, because hey, like we don't waste here, or we try not to waste here as best as we can. I, you know, we're we're not perfect. Uh, but if you drink your tea. Save the grounds, dry them out, use them in schoolwork. Double trouble. Uh, so this uh, pumpkin spice is great for abundance. It is abundance personified. Uh, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, ginger. We talked about it last week, right? It is just the perfect for like money magic, abundance magic. Um, so dig, yeah, use it, use it. And I personally think this is great for the dark half of the year because pumpkin spice. And it is a black tea, so it does have caffeine. Just make sure to, um, you know, remind yourself of that. So, uh, yes, black tea, cinnamon, ginger, cloves, cardamom, marigold flowers, delish. Now, black tea, right? When I was growing up, we had iced tea. That was how we drank tea. And I think I still remember the recipe uh, because even though me and my mother in our home didn't drink sweet iced tea 
the bigger family did. So any holiday like uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, I was in charge of like making the big picture of sweets, black iced tea. Uh, and I actually, I kind of remember how to do it, but I don't remember the correct sugar amounts. I would have to check with my mom. Uh, but that's how I drank black tea. And honestly, it's still kind of my favorite way to drink tea. That and like a London fog. I love a good tea latte. So China is known as the birthplace of black tea. Up until the 17th century, the only teas that were consumed were green and oolong. It is believed that black tea was discovered when the Chinese started fermenting tea leaves in order to extend the storage life of tea. Remember how we talked like last week, pura means it's like double fermented. So the fermentation produces just a darker version of the leaves, and that's how we get black tea. So although it originated in China, it was the British who popularized black tea when it was brought to Europe in the 18th century, and it was first seen as like an exotic drink that only the aristocrats could afford, but cultivation of tea in uh, Europe led to lower prices, which we see that uh, all the time. So that comes to us from republicoftea.com. And moving into some headlines, this one I thought was really interesting. This comes to us from mustreadalaska.com, published just uh, August 19th. Spellbinding Wiccan Art and New Feature at Anchorage Public Preschool Campus. Let's see what's going on here. Next to the preschool door at King Career Academy and School District Headquarters in Anchorage is a new feature for the start of the school year, a free table underneath the display of a Wiccan blanket with the image of a moth surrounded by symbols of the occult. All right, let's calm down. Let's look at what these symbols are. It's just the moon symbols of the occult. It's the moon phases. Relax. This particular image is similar to what can be found on Pinterest and Etsy and other sellers of dark arts imagery under the category of spellcasting, witchcraft, occult, and mystical images. Yeah, also, but it, like, is also just, like, a trendy-looking blanket, and I kind of feel like they're like, you can find this under spellcasting and witchcraft and occult, but you can also just find it under, like, crunchy girl who lives in a van wanted like a tapestry on her wall like it's not it's not specific to witchcraft these like small town you know oh and i'm not crapping on like crunchy but not all crunchy people are witchcraft people you know so, alongside the occult display is an lgbt plus q rainbow sign next to the preschool door this is the same school district that wouldn't allow Dr. Ben Carson to appear in assembly on campus. They're so mad. They're so mad that there's an image, that there's a blanket with moons on it. They're like, it's the occult. They're going to come for our children. It's just moon phases. You can look at the moon, too. Like, it's, it's free. It's for all of us. It's just the moon. There actually aren't any occult symbols on this blanket. Like, genuinely, as a person who studies the occult and has for many years, there's not a single occult symbol on this blanket. There's the moon. 
and then like a little sun with flames and then like a moth moths are free too you can go outside you can find one they're not like hidden in the arcane mysteries of the flippin occult caves you know people are dramatic i think they're more mad about the lgbt sign that is so funny oh my gosh i wonder if there's comments oh my gosh parents are so mad Oh, apparently the article had it wrong. They claimed that the blanket was of a dragonfly, and someone had to correct them. They're like, it's a Luna moth, actually. Oh, yeah, someone is correcting them. They're like, it's just the moon. There's no references to the occult. That is so funny. More people correcting them that it's not a dragonfly, it's a moth. Yeah, more corrections. This is so crazy. Wow. I can proudly put my stamp on there is no occult anything happening here. It's just a blanket with some moons and a moth. I don't know why people are so afraid of, like, going outside. That's genuinely what this feels like. This is just outside stuff, and it's scaring them. Like wild anyways speaking of moons and how they're not going to hurt your children i'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent oh and i forgot to mention this is a live show so i'm also gonna i'm gonna throw this over to the moon correspondent and talk to the live watchers of the podcast and then i'll come back and we'll talk more okay hello to all of my astro friends this is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Monday, September 25th. The waxing gibbous moon thinks out of the box in Aquarius today. Here, the moon squares Jupiter. Jupiter is currently retrograde in Taurus, and we are rethinking what we're going to do with our resources. The square to the moon may have us in our feelings about giving things up. However, clutter in your home can lead to clutter in your mind. So, it couldn't hurt to take some time to look at what is crowding up your home and find what fits and what has outgrown its usefulness. Take some time to pare down on your bounty. There are those who only dream of having as much as you and who could really use that bit or bob that you take for granted. Your daily moon mantra is, most people don't need space, they need less stuff. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Which is, check out the Crohn's Clearings Broom Closet Nature Camp for Samhain 2023. Four full days and five nights of wandering in the woods, playing in the river, building the big fires, and staring up at the universe and the mountains of North Carolina. Limited to a max of eight people, you can unwind, unplug, and relax on five private acres of river, streams, and forest. This includes your own private powered platform tent, cot, heated bathhouse, and amenities that make camping into a glamping experience. 
Making your own schedule, you can play with clay, sand, beads, woods, and more from the full stocked craft area. Do your own thing for a few days, unwind, unplug, and reconnect to the earth. No kids, this is an adult-only zone, 21 and up. 45 miles northeast of Asheville, North Carolina, just north of the Pisgah National Forest. So check it out at thecronesclearing.com slash naturecamp.html. All right, we are back. So we have a question from listener April. April says, I would be interested to learn more about Pennsylvania Dutch hex science. Well, honestly, April, I had never really heard about that. Well, that's not completely true. It rang a bell. But I couldn't, like, tell you right off the top of my head what that is. But when I looked it up, I was like, oh, no, I I know what this is. So this actually reminds me a lot of Amish quilts. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen an Amish quilt, the art things that they have. It look, it reminds me of this a lot, which makes sense. Uh, they, they come from uh, Deutschland, I think, or, like, the Dutch or Germany or, you know, that area. So let's see what a hex, what the Pennsylvania Dutch hex sign is. And this actually comes to us from Wikipedia. And it looks like it could also be called hexology. Interesting. So hex signs are a form of Pennsylvania Dutch folk arc related to folkter, uh, which is found in the fancy Dutch tradition in Pennsylvania Dutch country. Barn paintings, usually in the form of stars and circles, began to appear on the landscape in the early 19th century and became widespread decades later when commercially ready-mixed paint became readily available. So by the 1950s, commercialized hex signs aimed at tourist market became popular, and these often included stars, compass roses, stylized birds known as disulfinks, hearts, tulips, or a tree of life. That's really fascinating. So a good friend of mine is from Amish communities, and she told me that, like, uh, the tree and uh, trees with roots, like the tree of life, are just like it, like a really meaningful symbol to her. So I wonder if that's kind of why. Two schools of thought exist on the meaning of hex signs. One school ascribes that it's like a talisman, kind of how maybe, I guess, witches would use talisman or any sort of community would use talismans. Others say it's a little bit more of just, like, a decoration. Like, it's not a talisman, it's just art. Whereas this other school of thoughts, like, no, it's legit a talisman. So both ideas recognize that there are sometimes superstitions associated with certain hexine themes, but neither ascribe to strong magical power to them. The Amish do not use hex signs. It it definitely felt like someone put that in there because they really felt like they needed to say it. Oh, that's so interesting. So what's the difference between a hex sign and an Amish quilt? They look very similar. Unless it's because they're from the same area, so it's just the same kind of aesthetic of art. That feels right. 
Or is it like that thing where they're just going to say that they're not, it's not magical, but like deep down it is? We see that in a lot of communities, especially like, um, like when we talked about uh, Jewish magic and there was that exhibit on this woman who felt it was really important to bring back the superstition within Jewish mythology. But even though there was a really strong kind of presence of like, no, we don't do that. But then uh, members of the community are like, no, but for real, we do, though. So I wonder if it's kind of similar to like that situation where the official word is no but like maybe deep down it is but i am not from this culture so i'm not going to claim to speak on behalf of it so painted barn stars in circular borders are a common sight on pennsylvania dutch barns in central southeastern pennsylvania especially in berks county lancaster county and lehigh county However, the modern decoration of barns is a late development in Pennsylvania Dutch folk art. Prior to the 1930s, the cost of paint meant that most barns were unpainted. As paint became affordable, the Pennsylvania Dutch began to decorate their barns, much like they decorated items in their homes. Barn decorating reached its peak in the early 20th century, at which time there were many artists who specialized in barn decorating. So, drawing from a large repertoire of designs, barn painters combined many elements into their decorations. The geometric patterns of quilts can be seen in the patterns of many hex signs. That makes sense. That's why they look very similar. Hearts and tulips seen on barns are commonly found on elaborately lettered and decorated birth, baptism, and marriage certificates known as Fractor. Throughout the 20th century, hex signs were often produced as commodities for the tourist industry in Pennsylvania. These signs could be brought and then mounted onto barns and used as household decoration. Jacob Zook of Paradise, Pennsylvania claimed to have originated the modern mountable sign in 1942, based on traditional designs to be sold in gift shops to tourists along Lincoln Highway. Modern artists may stress the symbolic meanings. For example, a horse head is used to protect animals from disease and the building from lightning, and a dove represents peace and contentment. An unusual use is the official logo of the Pennsylvania Bureau of Radiation Protection, which incorporates the international symbol for radiation into its yellow and red adaptation of traditional hex sign designs. Whoa. Okay. Number one, they literally just said that, like, the symbology matters because horsehead is for protection of animals. That feels very, like, talisman-y, if you ask me. I'm just saying. But also, what in the radiation are they talking about? If they're saying it's unusual, why are we bringing it up in this wiki, in this wiki article? This is really neat. Oh, there's controversy. Oh, yes. I love a scandal. So there are two opposing schools of belief regarding the name of hex signs. Oh, yeah. I knew they were going to be mad. This whole episode should just be called People Are Mad. People are mad at things. Okay. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. 
The term hex was with occult connotations may actually derive from the Pennsylvania German word hex, meaning witch. So they came up, they're the founders of the word hex. Isn't that wild? But then they're like, but we don't mean it. Um, however, the term hex sign was not used until the 20th century after 1924 when Wallace Nutting's book, Pennsylvania Beautiful, was published. Nutting, who was not a Pennsylvania native, interviewed farmers about their distinctive barn decoration. Before their time, there was no standardized term, and many Pennsylvania German farmers simply called the signs bloom or stern, meaning flowers and stars. However, one farmer used the term hexafus, meaning witch foot, in his description. The term became popular with Pennsylvania Germans themselves during the blossoming tourist trade of southeastern Pennsylvania. These signs were traditionally adorned with six-pointed stars. There is also belief that the origin leading to the word hex sign is that English settlers mispronounce the German word for six as hex. That makes sense. In recent years, hex signs have come to be used by non-Pennsylvania Dutch persons as talismans for folk magic rather than as items of decoration. Some believe that both the Pennsylvania German barn design and hex designs originate from the Alpine Germans. They note that hexes are of pre-Christian Germanic origin. For instance, a circled rosette is called the Son of Alps. So, yeah. Gandhi, in the book Strange Experience, Autobiography of a Hexenmeister, described hex signs as painted prayers. Wow. Some view the designs as decorative symbols of ethnic identity, possibly originating in reaction to the 19th century attempts made by the government to suppress the Pennsylvania German language. Such as uh, the um, regarding the Amish and the Mennonites. I need to ask my friend about this. And in the region, um, they do have a negative view of hex signs, and they rarely, if ever, are seen on actual Amish or Mennonite households or farms. We're going to find out about that. All right. So I just got response from my friend. I texted my friend who actually grew up in this community and uh, is very much from this culture and she told me it's really more of a decoration but at the same time it's very important to the family because they do put a lot of love and thought into um the barn quilts and basically these are people who typically aren't going to have art on their walls just because of the culture. So it's something that a lot of love is put into and a lot of care because it's kind of almost their only display of artwork. And yeah, so that's her thoughts. So a lot of thought really is put into it. So when we heard about this symbology, you can really see why a family would put a lot of care into what they're choosing. Right. So that does kind of feel like magic, doesn't it? Oh, I love it. Oh, we also had some comments from our live watchers. Apparently, we have some people who also know what's going on. 
So Kat says the hex signs are so cool. Around here, people paint something more simplistic and call them barn quilts, but it's really just painted wood signs to hang on a barn. Yeah, I think they're, they're, uh, I think like I was saying earlier, I think they're either the same thing or they just come from the same culture. So they have aesthetically the same look. Uh, Tammy says Pennsylvania Dutch. Oh, I'm Pennsylvania Dutch. And remember these growing up. So, okay. Just from what I'm seeing, this article says, I'm going to say, uh, this is the, the, uh, Wikipedia. So this is why I wanted to text my friend because sometimes the academic view isn't always the, it doesn't always correctly convey how people actually live. Right. So it says, in the re uh oh it says you will rarely see these if ever on an Amish or Mennonite household or farm. According to my friend, it is a thing. It, it it like it is and it means a lot. Now that is of course kind of you know hex signs versus barn quilts. So hmm. Okay, I just double-checked, and they are kind of viewed as the same thing. So I am double-checking myself. So, yes, according to that article, which, again, is going to pull from, like, these sources that are going to, again, if they're from books from the actual people, they're going to be very careful about how they're presenting themselves to the outside world, especially that culture. Uh, and they're saying that it's just a tourist thing, and, like, actual people do not use them. But for my friend who's in that culture, she's saying that's not true that they do use them it's kind of their only form of art and that it is important um she said well she asked if i remembered seeing them which i do remember seeing them because they were so cool she says they are displayed at farms and homesteads she says there's so much i didn't realize was witchy from growing up uh but she's saying kind of since um, getting older, she is looking back and noticing how kind of quote unquote witchy her upbringing was in that culture. So this is a really good example of kind of how we talk about how sometimes a culture will present to the outside world one way when maybe in reality there's different kind of practices going on or maybe different beliefs that they just don't want the outside world to share, you know? Very fascinating. Okay, let's see some more from our live listeners. Kat says, it's a talisman if you ask it to be a talisman. Snap, snap. Uh, Cassidy says, I just Googled to see if this was related to the stars that a lot of Southern houses have on them. And apparently it does come from Dutch hex signs. Mind blown. Yeah, that does blow my mind. I've seen those. I always said I had something to do with like cows and Texas. Uh, but I have seen those. Tammy, who is Pennsylvania Dutch, says they were all around her house growing up. And her aunt had a charm that she actually wore as a talisman. Wow. So this was a lot of fun. And I got to text uh, my friend who I miss and love very much. Uh, so that was really fun. This was a really neat episode. So yeah, it definitely looks like uh, barn quilt and hex signs. The really only difference is kind of what they're used for in the shape, but it 
they're really kind of used interchangeably when you go online. And it looks like Etsy has some really cute ones. I was just sitting, I was just sitting here and I was like, oh my gosh, do I need one? I think I do. But I wouldn't want to get it from Etsy. I think I would want to go to my friend's uh, hometown again and get one there because that's just seems nice. Uh, but this was a this was a really fun episode for me. I hope it was fun for all of you too. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give some shout outs. Molly Higgins, you wicked playful oracle. Rebecca, you smashing scrumptious newborn baby. Kim Dunn, you esoteric celestial Valkyrie queen. And Josephine, you rule-breaking splendid kitten. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. I am going to make sure that you can check out this wiki article on hex signs if you want to look more into it or read deeper. It definitely looks like there's a little bit of that thing going on with like what we tell the outsiders is maybe something a little different than like what is actually going on. But we see that in a lot of cultures. Uh, we see that in a lot of different religions and cultures and stuff. So I'm not overly surprised by that. And honestly, once you know that, you can notice it more like we did here, you know? Um, all right, so we do have a card pull before we leave today. Our card is Empower from Dark Magic Oracle. When you stand within this star with your arms and legs outstretched, you become a portal for sacred enlightened energy. You are made of stardust. It's a spiritual truth and a scientific fact. When Empower is drawn, a powerful portal is forming around you. To access and receive magnified energies of strength, vibrancy, and abundance, you should unplug from your day-to-day -day efforts to the earthly realm and plug into the infin infinite resource of universal energy with its direct socket in your inner world. Connect with a deep sense of knowing that inside you is more than a name, personality, or a look. A part of you is ethereal, timeless, and holds the answers to your questions. Some daily practices. Carry clear quartz to amplify your energy and balance your spiritual and physical selves. Drink calendula tea to align with your higher consciousness. And wear something purple to align yourself with div divine inner wisdom. All right, witches, that is all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. And thank you for all of our live listeners. Thank you to my friend Amber for uh, being fast with her text back for this episode. And that's it. Okay. All right. Bye. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day, full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.